Welcome back. This is a Modern Man Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Farrell, and we are presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network. I am so happy that you're joining me today. I hope you had a great weekend and a great Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm saying that with the most insincere way as possible. Because on today's podcast, I am going through the history of Valentine's Day and why I cannot stand Valentine's Day and everything that comes with it. And then I'm going to touch on Britney, bitch. Yes. Britney Spears. Britney Spears has been in the news lately. And Britney Spears and I have absolutely nothing in common. But I'm going to tell you how I feel about that. I hope you enjoy it. Valentine's Day. Or let's start with St. Valentine. No one really knows how this day started. That's the thing. There's a couple different origin stories. There's multiple. Everyone says there's multiple St. Valentines. I'm going to go through two of them. So I'm going to take you back to a time in Europe. You know, we got Roman Catholics and then obviously Jesus Christ of Nazareth just died. So Christians are making the huge wave. You know, they're very popular, killing anyone who disobeys them because they're the son of God just died on the cross. Like Christians, it's, it's the new wave. We got the first St. Valentine. All right. Obviously, he was a part of the Christian religion. And there was an emperor, Emperor Claudius II. You know, he's not a king. He's an emperor. All right. I don't really know the difference, but emperor's obviously a bigger deal. But this emperor said that single men made better soldiers than married men. And people have thought things like this a lot because if you have nothing to live for, then you're more willing to put your life on the line. We, so that's how this first St. Valentine came into play. This saint allegedly would still in the middle of the night marry young lovers before they went off into battle. So he is St. Valentine. That, that, that's, that, that, that's one legend, all right? One legend of how we got to this oh-so-romantic day. Soldiers were going off to die. And all this one priest did to save them all was marry them to their young lover before they were sent off to their death. And he inevitably was making them weaker soldiers by marrying them. Oh, and we're supposed to praise this man. <laughs> Just kidding. But then the other St. Valentine I'm going to talk about, he was another Christian. And he was imprisoned by the Catholics. Because, you know, back then, these days, it was all no freedom of religion here. So the Catholics imprisoned the Christians. And this Christian, oh, St. Valentine, he fell in love with one of his jailer's daughters oh what do we call that stockholm syndrome no I'm just but yes he allegedly fell in love with the daughter of the people that imprisoned him and then when he escaped 
he sent her a letter saying, from your beloved Valentine. And that's how we have the whole letters and the whole Valentine thing. Yeah. So then this became a feast for these martyrs. Whoever wanted to claim which one was the true Valentine. Then they started to have a feast. And it was just put in the middle of February. Just because. Allegedly he did die in February, but no one knows the exact date. They just said that the Christians moved it to the middle of February to kind of create the holiday. It, they said to Christianize the holiday. I don't know what that really means. But they have a giant feast, okay? And of course, they would kill rare lambs and other animals and put the blood all over the beautiful young women to increase their fertility. Mm. To be, I would love to live in this time to be a woman to just have to stand in water or stand in a boiling pot or do all these weird things have blood smeared all over your face to increase your fertility and then oh then that wasn't all not only did you get blood of sheep and lamb all over your face but all of the single young women put their names into a giant cauldron and then the men, the bachelors, had their choosing. They would just pick randomly a name from this cauldron. And that was then their wife. So we feast, we put blood on our women, and then we marry them. Happy Valentine's Day. All right. That, that was the big celebration back in the day. The first time it really became romanticized and it started... The initial commercialization, I'd say, it was 1375, all right? This was a growing thing. Everyone knows Geoffrey Chaucer, a poet. He, he wrote about Valentine's Day in the name of love. He talked about it and romanticized it. And from then, going forward, we have, to this day, February 14th, they get to handicap Black History Month. Not We don't got to do nothing about that, how we should have a warm weather month. Because who the hell wants one of the coldest months of the year to celebrate your history? But Valentine's Day gets to have a day right in the middle. So when you're right in the middle, it's like Christmas. Yes, Christmas is this whole thing. But Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, they're not till the end of the month. So you have nothing else to do. You know, you're just kind of waiting around. No, Valentine's Day knows what to do. They know exactly what to do. They're like, we're going to put it right in the middle of the month. We're going to give you anxiety for a week before. And then we're going to give you a little anxiety for the week after. Let's, let's just slap it right dab in the middle and take up three weeks. Yeah, that's what Valentine's Day does. And present day. Let's, let's talk about present day. It is 2021. Let's talk about some of the statistics that are associated with Valentine's Day right now. Third, priciest holiday. Third. Let's run through a couple holidays right now. We got Christmas. We know Christmas is up there. All right. You know that's number one. All right. New Year's, not a lot of people spending gifts and stuff. You got Thanksgiving, not a lot of Halloween, Memorial Day, all the. But still, 
I'd rather fireworks Fourth of July, Memorial Day, all this money spent. No, Valentine's Day, third priciest holiday. Got Easter, St. Patrick's Day, all these wonderful holidays. But no, Valentine's Day, third priciest holiday. In just the U.S. alone, our economy, our economy is going to generate almost $22 billion on because of this day. $21.8 billion is spent on this horrid day. $4.1 billion is spent on jewelry. $2 billion on flowers. $2 billion is on candy. We're already obese. Why are we buying all this candy? Man, uh, unnecessary chocolate. So I get it. But where does I love you does not mean I need to get you chocolate. Uh. And then we got 53%. I thought this number was way too high. 53% of women said they would break up with their significant other if they did not do something for them on Valentine's Day. 53%. That's over half. So over half of the women in our country would leave their significant other if he didn't do something on this day that everyone else is doing something. Crazy. And this, this, this is my plea right now to the women out there, okay? All right, I know, I know the wage gap isn't there yet. We're not equal yet. No, I'm, I'm here fighting for you, okay? I'm on your side. But you know, why, why do men spend twice as much as women do on Valentine's Day? We all love each other. My love is not twice as much. No, it is a ratio 231 to 101. That is the ratio, 231 to 101. I'm just saying, I want to see the love. And you show your love with your bank account, girl, okay? Show me the love. See, here's here, here, here's the people I'm with. I'm with this 48%. 48% people say they don't celebrate Valentine's Day. I'm in that 48%. I am with you. We don't need to do shit. It's another day. It's another day. What is it, Sunday? It's a Sunday in February. No football. Maybe we got some. See, look, that's all I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about no people who can't pay their mortgage needs to go buy this girl dinner and chocolate just to prove that he loves her. No, if you love her, go do that September, what, 3rd. All right, what's that usually? Labor Day? But how about this? How about let's pick another day. June 6th. What's happening June 6th? Nothing's happening June 6th. Why don't you buy your girl flowers June 6th? Everybody's buying their girl flowers today. You want to be like everybody? I don't like to be like everybody. Okay, but there's a lot of people who do. So to those people, do it. Look good for one day, all right? Buy your girl's flowers one day. And you know what? On February 15th, she's going to hate your ass because you're going to go right back to normal. You can get your little booty. Y'all going to have your fun. And then you're going to go back to hating each other the next day. Yeah. This is disgusting. This next this is absolutely disgusting. 
Nine million people get proposed to on Valentine's Day. Nine million. Annually. Annually. Annual. Oh, God. <sighs> All right. I already think it's not romantic going out to a nice dinner when everyone is going out to a nice dinner. I don't think it's romantic to buy your own flowers when everyone is buying their partner's flowers. I don't think it's romantic to have a big gift basket to do this big spontaneous thing when they're expecting you to do this big spontaneous thing. So to the 9 million people annually proposing to their significant other, fuck you. And to the fucking 50% of America who thinks it is romantic to get engaged to on Valentine's Day, fuck you. I don't know. Do I, maybe I stand alone, okay? This is this is a modern man podcast, all right? Maybe these polls are from the boomers because we know the boomers don't think like us, okay? Not, ugh, disgusting. All right, we're going to go through now some of the least desired gifts to receive on Valentine's Day. When you think about it, uh, this list surprised me because a lot of these things seems really, really resourceful. But the thing is, after reading this list, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what the, it means after reading this list. But here we go. The least desired gifts on Valentine's Day. Number one, tools. Man, tools can become an essential part of my everyday life. Say I don't got a hammer, you get me a hammer. Boom, screwdriver, a socket wrench, some ply. But come on, man, give me some tools, all right? Number two, gym membership. Well, I did just give you some chocolate. I'm just saying. I can't give you one without the other. No, I guess gym membership isn't good. Honestly, this day, quote, unquote, is supposed to be about love. So you love me so much you want me to lose some weight? Is that what you're saying? Eh, not so good. Even if you're saying you love me so much I need to put on some weight? I'm too skinny for you? Like what? Either way, gym membership, I can see what well, that is not a good one. Uh-uh. Nobody needs to get me a gym. Unless I wouldn't mind as a avid gym goer if you got me a unique gym membership. What if you got me like a rock climbing gym membership or something cool like that? I'm so down. All right, number three. See, number three is similar to number one and number two. I guess it's like a combined. So I don't know why this really isn't higher. Sports equipment. Yeah. So it's like a tool. Like, yeah, it could become a part of my everyday life. But then you're also sending me a message by getting me sports equipment. Like, oh, I need to use this exercise bike? 
Oh, that's why you didn't. You got me the sugar-free chocolates this year. Oh, and then the the exercise bike, and then the Planet Fitness membership. On top of that, oh, you really, really love me, don't you? <laughs> but yeah, number three, sports equipment. Random, but I get it. See, number four. Number four would be literally like my best, but I think, I think this one is coming from our. Female population. Kitchen appliances. She's like, he really got me a blender? He really got me a blender on Valentine's Day. He got me a kitchen A mixer. He want me to bake him a cake. This is my day. But come on. I would love a KitchenAid mixer. And to the women out there who like to cook, how are you? Because I know a lot of women aren't usually getting men these gifts. Speaking out, this is a Modern Man podcast. I would love it if you got me kitchen appliances okay but i'm just saying statistically but ladies why aren't you liking kitchen appliances as gifts is it it's probably because you can't cook that's probably who who's voting this is women who can't cook and your men are trying to send a message like i want you to cook and you over here like nigga you know i can't cook all right and then after kitchen appliances this one's funny we got the the giant stuffed animal <laughs> oh man i've always wanted to honestly have one of those giant stuffed animals just something you can just kind of wrap your legs around in the bed just kind of hug play around with not like that just kind of something to cuddle with those things are expensive but the thing is i've never thought of those things as a gift so all those guys who have to spend like $200 on that giant bear or that giant white dog that's just going to get dirty. That's expensive. But that's not a gift. That's something that they just see before they open the gift. So you should spend that money on a gift because every day they're going to, and they're going to be like, that's all. I remember that's all I got. I got just this giant stuffed animal. And it's just going to be a nuisance. When they move, it's bigger than them. They're like, I can't throw it away if we're together, but I don't want to carry this thing and move. It just takes up so much space. So if you're going to buy a giant stuffed animal ever for a girl or a guy, because once again, I want one. It's something that just like sits like a gift basket. It's one of many things. So just know you're buying that big ass bear or dog to kind of just sit there like wallpaper it ain't the gift it's wallpaper and the last and the wor- and the cheapest least desired gift is a mixtape oh the mixtape days i remember i may i i was i'm still still old enough to where i legit made a girl classic mixtape you know cassette tape mixtape mm, those were the days and then it was the cd i'm not gonna lie is is that is that a bad gift like making a playlist for someone says that says i can see why it's not the only gift but if the playlist low-key was smack i'm i'm not gonna lie i might like that especially if it was like of all our times we spent together or something like that. Yeah, I can totally dig that. 
but it's least desired because you know what? What I told you I was going to wait to tell you what this list made me think about. Think about all anybody wants is jewelry. Because tool, all these things are things that you would use in your everyday life. If you if y'all had a wedding, if you had an engagement party, you would want tools. You you wouldn't mind a gym membership or sports equipment, kitchen appliances. Man, fuck the stuffed animal. Nobody needs that. And maybe the playlist too. But you gotta have a DJ. But all these things, yeah, you just want jewelry because technically. I guess it's one of the only times to get jewelry unless you have a good JD in your life who likes to do random acts of kindness. No, <laughs> but in speaking of a relationship and if, unless it's your anniversary, a birthday or something, you're not getting jewelry unless it's Valentine's day. So this is like that one day you expect to get jewelry and that's the only thing I got to say about that list. My conclusion of Valentine's Day as a whole is, like I've said before, and I'll reiterate it. One, it's super commercialized, okay? You know most people out here in America in poverty. Most of y'all broke as fuck. Y'all ain't going out to dinner on any other day, so what? We going to use credit cards now to go out to dinner? No. Just like, do not put yourself in debt because society has told you that you have to do this thing. Same thing with having the giant wedding and all that. Yeah, I like to zig when they zag. That's that's one thing. But then my other point, uh, why I can't stand Valentine's Day is I don't think it's romantic. I genuinely, I, as a self-proclaimed romantic I do not think it is a romantic holiday. I don't. I think I think doing something when everyone else is doing something is disingenuous. And what? You want it because ju- no. So you want to force your partner on either side to get dressed up. Maybe like if it's a Tuesday, imagine Valentine's Day on a Tuesday. You had a shitty day Monday. Tuesday wasn't much better. And then you're like, in the middle of my week, because someone said today's the 14th. Nothing about us made this day special, but everybody else is doing it. So we got to get up. We got to go get a reservation at a restaurant that's overbooked and be by a bunch of couples and then wait in line and then do all this and make all this mayhem because everybody else is doing it. No, it makes no sense. No. My... My Valentine's Day is March 29th. My Valentine's Day is April 3rd. All right. November 15th. My Valentine's Day is a day every day. Every day when you wake up and you see your partner and they make you smile. And so you go out in the world and you do something because you want to see them smile again. So you do so. You put forth effort so that you can see them smile. I want every day to wake up with that joy. I don't want it to be forced on me on the 14th of the second day of Black History Month or the 14th, the second week of Black History Month. No. I don't want to be forced to do something then. I want it to be 
that other Thursday, that day I just see you washing dishes. You know? But to those who actually never go out and never do anything romantic, go out. Have a good time, Valentine's Day. To those people, you deserve it. You don't do shit anyway. So that's my thoughts on that. Yes, Britney Spears. We are talking about Britney, bitch. Yes, hit me, baby, one more time. Toxic. My life is a circus. If you see Kami, that's about all the Britney songs I know. I don't know much about Britney Spears. I am a 6'2", 200 plus, once 300 pound black man, okay? Me and Britney Spears do not share a lot in common. We do not share similar stories of plights growing up either. I am not Britney Spears' demographic. But just like you, I just watched the Framing Britney documentary. And I want to share my thoughts on Britney and kind of the arc of her career and where it all went down. It was a very good documentary, but they skipped over kind of how she got a contract. They were like, Britney was on the Mickey Mouse Club. She was a normal girl, was in high school. And then she got a recording contract at 15 and had to go live in New York. I'm like, what? Oh, huh? Yes, because every 15-year-old girl gets a recording contract and is ready to move to New York and go on tour. They just totally glossed over that. Maybe her true fans already knew all that and they didn't want to put a lot of pressure and a lot of time and effort on that. But I was just like, okay, what 15-year-old girl living in Mississippi just gets a recording contract just because she sings in church? I sang in church. I sang at my sixth grade graduation, too. I wasn't good. But I sang an old hymn. I got up there and my voice got deep and someone played the piano. Yeah, I want a recording contract. But Britney Spears, yes, she got famous at 15 years old. And I'm going to get a lot of a lot of shit for this. But I put a lot of this blame, a lot of what happened to Britney on who runs the world? A lot of white men, okay? A lot of white men. And then next to that, we got a lot of white women. And y'all did this to Britney. Y'all propped Britney up like this. We know that men like to sexualize women. We don't care if they're 35, 55, or 15 years old. All right? And the people in power, the people who have the control... This is white America, all right? White men sexualize this 15-year-old girl, all right? And then white women wanted to be this or saw a little, little bit of them in her and sexualized her too. Because we can go on and on through the black young stars who were not this sexualized and didn't get treated as bad because y'all don't care about our black stars. We do, and we don't put this type of pressure and anxiety on them. All right, Destiny's Child got famous just as young. Rihanna got famous just as young. All right? And you didn't have the white America putting all this pressure seeing themselves in them and trying to immediately sexualize and putting all this pressure on these young girls. All right, those are just a couple pop stars. I can go through the list of young 
black actresses who made it successfully because honestly you don't give a fuck about us you see these vulnerable white girls and the white men puts all this pressures on them sexualizes them and then women white women kind of see themselves in them so then they sexualize them as well okay look at what you did to Lindsay lohan all right Yes, maybe Lindsay Lohan didn't have the best support system with her family. But it was the public. And it wasn't the black people. It wasn't Asians. It wasn't Hispanics. All right? It was white people who did this to Lindsay. Look at Amanda Bynes. All right? Ashley Tisdale. Look at these people. But then we go through the list of young black child stars. And they turn out fine because they don't have this pressure of the white mob already wanting them to be perfect and these sexual deviants at 15, 16 years old. Kyla Pratt, all right? Look at TN Tamara, all right? Raven Simone, Brandy, Kim Fields, all these are successful young black women that made it perfectly fine because she didn't. they didn't have any of the pressures that these young white women. Look at the Olsen twins, okay? They went into hiding, all right? The, they were so propped up, all right? They were sexualized by nine years old, putting them in these films. That they just now want to run away from the spotlight. Y'all did these to these women, okay? Whatever you want to say about anyone else in their lives, it was you, it Selena, all right? Her biggest fan killed her, all right? The fans, you're doing this to these people. You're doing it to these young women. You wanted her to be the all-American girl, okay? She's 15 years old. She doesn't know who she is. All right, pop stars, yes, have to be sexy. So that's why she goes from this little Mississippi country girl to this sex symbol. Y'all turned her into this. This is something a lot of people definitely going to kill me for. But can we talk about, I know she's 15, 60, but even getting to go, Britney can't dance. Britney Spears cannot dance. I, I, I don't, I'm looking at her with a, she's doing one hand over her shoulder to the other shoulder arm up doing these little corny pop star dances why can't we just call it like I see it she can't that's a white girl dancing y'all see that and y'all be like oh I can do that a uh, little some no come on Missy Elliott Sierra little Kim come y'all can't dance but I'm sorry we're putting her up just because she's doing a little choreography uh and then her single, Hit Me Baby One More Time. What do you expect? You're trying to act like she's this vulnerable teen. Her hit single is Hit Me Baby One More Time. I don't know what the fuck the song was really about. I was like three when it came out. But still to this day, it sounds like she's saying Fuck Me Baby One More Time. I, I don't know about you, but if I have a girl dancing... You know, a little scandalous, and she's telling me to hit me, baby, one more time. That, And then smacks. I'm thinking she wants me to fuck her one more time. Like, we just had a good little run, and now she's like, one more time before you go, go to work, leave my life forever. I don't know. We break up. Just, baby, 
fuck me one more time. See, look, it would have worked the exact same. So I'm not saying that no one else has fault, but it was bound to happen, okay? Look at what you've done to these young, impressionable white women. And then why, 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 why? Why are we coming at JT? All right. I'm not the biggest Justin Timberlake fan. He is very talented. But why are we coming at JT 20 years later? Do you want me to say it? Yes. Girls are better than boys. We know that. This world has been fucked up for thousands of years. And you know who's been in charge? Men. Women are the superior race. We know that. All right. We're mad at JT because he went on a radio show years after they were broken up and someone asked him, hey, hey, what's what's the real deal? Did you and Britney hook up? Ow! Yes, he admitted to it, okay? He was a young guy too. We can't give him a break, okay? But we're going to give Britney all this sympathy? Guys are stupid. Guys are assholes. Oh, he didn't lie. You know, I worked with this dude when I was still in college and serving. You know, he wasn't even a bad-looking dude. But I have a really good friend, and she's an attractive girl. And it's a very small workplace. Yes, there's like 40, 50 of us. But if you tell one person something, it's immediately going to get back to us or someone. And this man went around telling everybody because she gave him a ride home. And I think she possibly stayed the night or she was going to stay the night another night at his house just like sleep on the couch but he went around telling everyone at work that they had sex and she had a whole boyfriend and i think he had a whole girlfriend he just wanted everyone to know that he had sex with this attractive girl because they thought he thought it might give him a little cred might make him look cool well justin timberlake actually had sex with her and he's you know young in hollywood trying to make still make a name for himself breaking away from nsync and you know he maybe he had a little too much to drink maybe he just was kind of over the rumors and just said yeah why does he need to come and apologize i know it's a different world now but come on we're it's it's not mature to brag about people you had sex with there's a certain age where you get past that but i don't think jt was at that age yet and i think constantly making people going back and apologize for actions of just children is a little little ridiculous i don't know maybe you should apologize i just don't think we should be killing jt for what he did back then Why should we be killing JT? Because the public formed a story around Britney. If I'm in the public spotlight and they're making me out to be the good guy, yes, I may care about her, but we're not anything anymore. But if I'm made out to be the good guy, why do I want to go and tell everyone, no, 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 I'm actually the bad guy and she's the, no. This is the world where the story sells. And I just think, Just let the story play out. None of them, like, gave a story. She's still in those, like, they want now Diane Sawyer to apologize, too. 
yes, uh, maybe I don't know why we were so interested in these actors and actresses' love lives like that, but she was she she said Justin, you did something to hurt him really bad. I mean, nobody knows what the fuck went on in their relationship. Why are we asking people these questions? It's like Justin and Selena, all right? Oh, we like break up or stay together. Do you, boo? The only one I was a little, I did have a personal little investment in is the whole Chris Brown and Rihanna. And once again, no one should be judged by their worst mistakes. But he put his hands on my girl. So I really want to know what the deets was that. And then they got back. So we don't got to go into that situation. I am not on here to try and villainize another young black man in this society. Okay. Chris Brown did his time. They are fine. But Riri still, I love you. All right. So then we have JT, the breakup. This is when the paparazzi is starting to get a little a little crazy. And then you have, she starts being friends with, you know, the Paris Hiltons of the world, the Lindsay Lohan. She start partying, you know, getting bigger and bigger. And this girl's still young. She's 21, 22. All right. Some time goes by, then meets okay fed. And of course, if you're already in the spotlight, and then you were getting married. I remember being a little kid during this time. 304, 05, 07. Anytime I went to the grocery store, I was looking at the People magazine while we are sitting at the counter. I'm seeing, ooh, Brad and Angelina because Brad just cheated on Jen Aniston with Mr. and Mrs. Smith and all these headlines. I was a headline king. I love the headlines. And that this is when the paparazzi was going crazy because you could get a picture, put it on front page. We don't even know what's going on. Just have a woman going out getting her mail without makeup. And it'll say, Tyra Banks hit rock bottom. Look how bad she's gotten. The girl just woke up, ain't even made her coffee yet. And you want to say she hit rock bottom? She's just getting her mail. She's waiting for something to come in. And you're just waiting outside with the camera to get her at her worst. But this was that time. So then she got with K-Fed. So, of course, now, like I said, with the Brangelina stuff, with, you know, this was the time where if you were in a relationship and you were an A-list star, oh, they were covering you. They were getting pictures, anything, wherever you're at. If you're at in Santa Barbara having dinner. You know, if you're on Rodeo Drive, they're getting pics of you, especially as a couple. And then she has a babies? Babies? Oh my gosh. It was this was not a good time for Britney. This was not a good time. She decided to do everything. I'm not saying she needs to schedule her life around how the world is turning out. No. But as she's starting to get married, have babies, is literally the height of the paparazzi. When there's hundreds of people following you everywhere trying to get a picture. And then we have the famous shaving of the head. I, could, I was, what, maybe 12 
when she shaved her head? What does a 12-year-old know? 12-year-old doesn't know much about mental health. 12-year-old doesn't know much about anxiety, about bipolar, about depression, all this. No, I'm 12. I see this, you know, 25, 26-year-old successful pop star, white pop star, blonde pop star. You know, I love Jamie Lynn watching Zoe one-on-one. That was my show. And I'm like, what do you have? And why is she shaving her head? All right. Why is a rich, beautiful, blonde woman in America shaving her head? I'm 12. So, of course, we go to crazy. The only and then the press is going to label you as crazy. Because if you just write it down, if you just look at it like a snapshot, like a piece of paper, you see a beautiful, successful, rich, white, blonde woman just had two kids shaved her head she's crazy that's that's only thing that the general public can come up with but i completely understand why she did it this was a time in her life where she had absolutely no control no control over anything and i've been at that time where it feels like you have no control over your life when it just feels like work is pulling you this way. Maybe school's pulling you this way. Friends are pulling you this way. And you don't have control. Imagine being her at this time. Possibly going through postpartum depression as well. That's what her mom thinks and suspects. But without that, you have the label telling you this. You have your husband telling you this. You know, you have your dad telling you this, your mom telling you this, your agent telling you this, your manager, your friend, all this. And you have the paparazzi constantly around you with 30 different media outlets saying this, 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 this about you. And you're like, what? I was walking my dog. And once again, she hit rock bottom. She's outside, no makeup, flip flops, ripped up shorts. Where has Brittany gone? And she's like, I've gone to walk my dog. What do you look like when you walk your dog at 7 in the morning? So she shaved her head because she finally feel like she had control. And then watch it. You can see the smile on her face as she's shaving it. It just It's a sense of freedom. I've been there. Come on. You can't act like you haven't been there. Imagine being at her level of success and her level of criticism and her level of fame and publicity and everything that comes with it. She just wanted to feel some sense of control. Uh, I'm pretty sure this whole incident inspired the show. I watched Dirt with Courtney Cox. The show was literally built around getting stories around celebrities, showed the depths that paparazzi would go to get a shot. This was because of Britney. This came out right after she shaved her head. A show showing you how desperate the paparazzi was to get shots of these celebrities. This was her life. Uh. And then right around that time, that's when the conservatorship came into place. And of course, hindsight is 2020. And I think ultimately, yes, she should have never gotten into the conservatorship. 
And she quickly, they said she quickly accepted it because she was worried about seeing her kids. She wanted to see her kids. And I get that. But did she not have better people around her telling her this situation? Because a lot from what I've heard, a lot from what I read is people that get into conservatorships don't usually come out of them. So I know you want to see your kids, okay? I, I, I'm, as a kid, I, I would have loved you to see me too, all right? But we have to think about the bigger picture here. Is it not see my kid for six months and then I'm good for the rest of my life? My kids are still young. My kids are four, three, two, you know? They don't even realize those six months. Those six months go by and it could have been a dog watching them the whole time. And as long as they get food, water, affection, they'll be fine. But who in her circle told her that this was a good idea? Because I think it's a terrible idea. But maybe she, for the first time in her life, after she sh- she wanted that control and she said i don't care i don't care what it takes i just want to see my kids it's been rough and so she got into it and it's been what maybe 10 12 years or so of this and her dad obviously is her conservator and The fans and she do not like that. But once again, most of these situations are not situations that people come out of. The lawyer in the film said she has never seen someone get out of a conservatorship. These are things that they should have known before you got into the situation, Brittany. But... Obviously, as most of you know, at the end of this past week, the Bessemer Trust, the bank that she wants to be in control of her conservatorship, has now has equal authority as her father. So it's not exactly what they want. And I guess she doesn't even want the conservatorship to go away. She just doesn't want her father to be in charge. And... He's no longer has sole responsibility. So she got kind of what she wanted. I'm happy for Brittany. Told you I don't know much about Brittany. She, she's not my demographic. But I want to empower anyone to be their own person. I just wish they went about it better in the past because that's the thing. If you did something previously, knowing what the effect is going to be, and you had the knowledge to know that that cause was going to cause this effect, that's when I don't feel bad for you anymore. But to wrap this up, this whole Britney segment, It really is about how I want 
the public to realize that you played a part in this too. Yes, her dad, Jamie, isn't the best guy. And if she doesn't want him in charge, I don't know why is it so hard to get someone else in charge. We can say the label. We can, you know, say her team, you know, immediately sexualizing this young girl who was just this young, small-town Mississippi girl singing in the church. But the fans, the fans, this it was you. And you know who you are. You all know who you are. All of you who sexualized Britney from 15, 16, y'all who put that pressure on Britney, you've gotten better. You definitely have. But, you know, it, it still is an uphill battle. I think I want most fans, I just want fans to take a look in the mirror and understand that these are just children. And imagine you at 15, 16. So you can cheer for them. You can cheer for the Jonas Brothers. You can cheer for Miley or Hannah Montana and all these young stars. But just know that these are kids and you're completely ruining their development by putting all this pressure on them and idolizing them as sex symbols before they even know who they are. And that is it for this week on A Modern Man Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Farrell, and we are presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network. You can catch me later this week as I recap episode seven of season one with my co-host Stephen Merriweather on Fargo Watch Party. And then remember, follow me on YouTube. I got all the vlogs. And then I'll see you next Monday with a new episode of a Modern Man podcast. <laughs>